and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KT. Today's date, September 27th, 2022. So let's talk about elections, election fraud. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, well, let's look at two historical, well, now historical, elections that I believe the turnout of people overcame the fraudulent systems. Let's start with Ronald Reagan. Now, I was just a teenage boy when Reagan was in the office, and quite frankly, I hated Reagan. But that's because I knew nothing of politics, and I knew this bastard was on TV every freaking night when I wanted to watch The Fall Guy or The Dukes of Hazard or something. And I couldn't watch my program because this butthole was on the TV. That's about all I knew at the time. And I also remember hearing a term, trickle-down Reaganomics. And people used to say, oh, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. It's the worst thing ever. But, you know, how is it that Ronald Reagan won the first election? I mean, that was pretty easy. Jimmy Carter is a great person, horrible president. But his second election was a landslide. I believe he got every state except for one, and that might have been the state of California, which is funny because I believe he called that his home state because he was an actor. But I propose to you that those elections, even back then, were attempted to be rigged but because of Ronald Reagan's popularity and the fact that people were prospering so good that that popularity overcame the fraud so now let's fast forward to the 2016 election the one that Trump did win Why do you think Hillary Clinton never really challenged that election? I'll tell you why. Because if she had challenged that election, it would have exposed all the fraud that they had in 2016. They had no indication. They were believing their own lies that they had it in. The fix was in. Hillary was going to win. There's no two ways about it. They were ready to move forward with their 16, 10, 20, whatever year plan. And Trump was going to be, you know, just a flash in the pan of history. But because of Trump's popularity, this popular message of make America great again. How could you be against something such as that? Why would you not want to have the the best that your country could ever be. Now, the left tried to spin it to, oh, when he says make America great again, he means women in the kitchen barefoot and slaves out on the farm. What kind of fool really believed that? Well, I guess my mother probably falls in that list, but, you know, these spoon-fed Democrats are about the only ones who really believe that. And that's why he won... And, you know, they say it was a close race. 
Hillary won the popular vote. Bullshit. I'm telling you, it's bullshit because, like I said, if they would have looked into it, they would have found all the cheating then. Now, fast forward to 2020. They know Trump has already proved that they had a shit system. So they throw in COVID so that they can throw in their mail-in ballots. They threw everything, including the kitchen sink, at the 2020 election. They had to shut down the counts in the middle of the night because they were so far off of where they even thought they were going to be. They had to reevaluate to figure out how much cheating they had to do and where because you only really needed to cheat in five states to make that electoral college count surpass 270. So, there are several states right now working on decertifying their 2020 elections. Now, I thought, and I've talked about this before, that after November 3rd, or not November 3rd, September 3rd, we were screwed. I'm like, you know, at that point, they can wipe the machines, we're done. But, somebody very close to me is my township clerk, who has told me that they received notice, legal notice, that they are not to have those machines wiped, that they must preserve that information due to pending lawsuits. So, that does leave an open door. An open door for an overturned Congress and Senate for there to actually be investigations into the 2020 elections and have a number of states repeal, withdraw their electoral votes. Now, This does not necessarily, well, actually, it does necessarily mean, let let me back this up a little bit, how this breaks down. So if they, let's say the states of Georgia, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, and uh, Arizona all pull back their electoral votes, that puts Joe Biden below 270. Those votes do not automatically go to Trump. In fact, those votes then become null and void. The Constitution says you must reach 270 electoral votes. Or, if nobody reaches them, then it goes to a House vote. The House of Representatives. This vote is crucial because you get one vote per state. So it doesn't matter who has a majority in the House. It matters who, which party has a majority of states in the House. Example, the state of Wyoming, I believe, only has one representative. The state of California has probably a dozen or more. But the state of California only gets one vote, and the state of Wyoming gets an equal vote. On top of this... You are not allowed to deviate from party lines. So, 
let's say you've got a Mittens Romney, who I realize he's a senator, but this helps prove my point. Mittens Romney, who doesn't want to vote with his party. He has no choice. He still must vote party line. At which point in time, Trump is then president. Because there are more Republicans, Republican state, it's hard to explain this. There's more states that have a Republican. Gosh, it's it's so confusing the way it's set up. It's hard to explain. But I think you understand what I'm getting at. Now, I'm not banking on this because, you know, I mean, first off, you got to rely on the House and the Senate to do their job and resend these... Um, these electors, but I'm thinking this may end up coming down to the citizens army. And what do I mean by the citizens army? I mean, the volunteer forces that we have here in the United States, I'm not the only one who's saying this. And that's why it's, it's coming out of my mouth right now. I'm not trying to build false hope here either, but what we got to get back to is the election system that we have in place right now. Tory Maris of the Tory Says Show is running for Secretary of State in the state of Ohio. Her Secretary of State played shenanigans, to put it lightly, to keep her off from the ballot as an independent. They, they also did it to keep her off the ballot as a Republican um, challenger to this guy. Because this guy, LaRose, is a Republican. She took her case to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said that this Secretary of State had violated the law. Now, I'm sitting there going, well, who the fuck goes in and perp walks this asshole? How come he gets to violate the law and there's no repercussions other than now she's actually on the ballot? This is some bullshit. These people need to be held accountable. How often is it that these politicians violate the laws in which they write for us, you know, peasants? A time is coming, and it's coming fast, where we, the people of the world, are going to start reminding our governments that they do not have rule over us. They represent us. And even in countries where that is not the case, where the government does have rule, you're seeing a huge uprising. And this is happening all over the world. There is something coming. I believe it is God's will. So, I found out today, after speaking with my local... um, county clerk, that in order for me to register my letter of intent with her to be qualified for a write-in candidacy for school board, first off, I have to fill out the application flawlessly. There cannot be a mistake on it. Thank God I know somebody who's a legal secretary who knows this kind of stuff inside and out. I'm not worried about that. But then I found out I also have to have it notarized. I was not aware of that. So I'm glad I called her. 
So being that it has to be notarized, it cannot be emailed. It's either got to be mailed or hand-delivered. My intentions is to hand-deliver it on October 28th, which I believe is a Friday, at probably around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, in which I plan on announcing my candidacy as a write-in candidate at 4, probably 01, but it's probably going to be between 401 and 410 on October 28th, on plat- on Facebook platforms that are in my local area. The reason being, and I've talked about this before, is there are four seats that are on the ballot. One of those seats, the person just said, I'm done. The other three have not said that they're done. They're just, I don't know, arrogant and thinking that they're going to be reappointed by the board or by um, the oh, superintendent. So it's going to be a huge, holy shit moment for these people when us four new board members get sworn in on the first meeting. And I'm not sure if I'm going to wait one meeting or just dive right in at the first meeting and asking for all the emails on this um, this bullshit that went down with the COVID dollars that we got in our school district and the board saying that, you know, no, 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 we're not, re- you know, there's no carrot dangling here from the federal government. Bullshit. And when I get to the bottom of that, I'm going to have to make a decision as to whether or not just having the couple people that are left on the board step down or if I'm going to pursue legal action. And I'm thinking I'm probably going to pursue legal action because these people just stepping away anymore. No, that's bullshit. We have to show that, you know what? I don't care if you're in a power position. If you're breaking the law, you need to be held accountable, period. And, you know, I so hope, oh, I pray, 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 pray that somehow someone comes up to me and tries to grease my palm while I'm in this position. Oh, because I'm going to play along just ever so enough to be able to entrap these bastards because I cannot be bought. I can't. I live a decent life. I don't live a great life. I don't need to live a great life. And, you know, it's funny. Back in the day when I was a DJ, I was out at this little dive bar doing karaoke. And there was this one young man whose name will I won't say. He used to come in all the time. And he was able to do this with other DJs. You know, he shows up almost end of the night and he wants to get first on the rotation. Well, that's not how I worked. I have a rotation. You come in in the middle of a set, you go to the end of the rotation. That's just how it works. Everybody else has been here all night. Sorry about your luck. Should be here sooner if you want to sing. And so this little guy would come in and offer the other DJs money to be moved up on the rotation. And they'd do it. And he tried to offer me $10 one day. I said, no, I'm sorry. I'll I'll put you in rotation, but I'm not bumping you up. But everybody, I said, I don't care what everybody else does. I don't do that. Your money is worthless to me. You could offer me a million dollars and I still would not put you on the list. Oh, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm sure about that. Offer me a million dollars. You haven't, hell, offer me a hundred dollars. See what happens. My ethics are more than 
worth more than money. And for the most part, I've always operated that way. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm a perfect person. There's only been one of those that's ever walked the earth. And I'll get to him in a minute. But I like to think that I'm a pretty ethical person with high standards. And a good sense of justice. So, anyhow, I would love for somebody to try to come in and schmooze me. Because I would set you up so hard and watch you fall. So let's talk about the one perfect man who walked this earth. Um, I've been watching the series again, The Chosen. Highly recommend it. I cannot even begin to tell you. It, it brings a peace to me. I've been able to sleep the whole night through. Didn't do it last night, but the two prior nights too. That's unheard of for me. Usually midnight, one o'clock. Last night it was three o'clock in the morning. I wake up, go to the bathroom, and my mind kicks on, and that's it. There's, I I got to watch something or listen to something stupid for me to go back to sleep. Usually I listen to the idiot because her voice is so monotone as she just reads without putting any inflection in her voice at all. And the problem with it is, is I can't use it for a sleeping aid because she throws in these sound bits, these recordings that are like five times the volume of what her speaking volume is, and it wakes you up. And it's like, God, you're so stupid. But I listen to her because occasionally she gives me a good nugget. Anyhow, um, so The Chosen is based off the New Testament. And I actually, I made a $150 contribution to this because they are still, um, the end of the series, the end of the second series is when Jesus was about to address a crowd of, at the time, Simon said there was about 3,000 people there. And some of the Ro Romans that have taken him into custody already had, sh well, taken him in for questioning in that custody had showed up for this um, sermon as well. And I believe this sermon may be kind of famous as I listen to Jesus and Matthew plan the wording of it. Um, there's so many things in this show that is just phenomenal. And it really reimburses what I've believed my whole life attending a Catholic school. And thinking to myself, I think you guys kind of got this wrong. Jesus says that you must believe in him to enter his father's kingdom. But you must obey his father. You must worship his father. But you must believe that you can get to heaven through him. And think about every Christian religion that you've ever known in your life. What's the focus on? Is the focus on the Father or is the focus on Christ? And it just, it, it kind of makes me wonder if Jesus is upstairs right now going, I, what part of this did, where did you guys get this from? <laughs> no, worship my Father. And as I, I watched some of the, and, and, and here's the thing. Okay, so the, I talked about this yesterday, I think. There's this episode where he's leaving, or he walks into a, a 
a church, for lack of better, I can't think right now, um, a synagogue, and he's telling the you know the priest, or he actually heals this guy whose hand is like frozen. And the priests are like, oh my gosh, you can't do that on the Sabbath. And he's like, says who? And he's, well, it's written right here. So you're saying it's better to let this man suffer than heal him on the Sabbath. It, it comes down to common sense. It's like, do you wipe before or after you take a shit? Or oftentimes, like with my doctor, this is another prime example, and this is why I have huge issues with doctors. I was diagnosed with hiatal hernia back in 1996. At the time, the only cure was open chest surgery. Fine, I get it. Taking a pill is a little bit uh, safer than having open chest surgery. I agree with you on that one, Doc. Several years later, probably less than 10, 8 to 10 years later, I find out that now they have a surgical procedure for this. You go in the doctor's office, they go down your throat with a laser, they zip it off, you're in and out, same day. Probably eating pizza for dinner. And I have yet to get a doctor to say, all right, yeah, let's do this. No, instead they want to shove pills down my throat. And it, I... I think I may have even said this to my last doctor, but yet he still insisted on pills. Do you wait to change the oil in your engine of your car? 3,000 miles, 4,000, 6,000, or do you wait until the engine starts knocking? At what point is it in your best interest to stave off a worse condition? Because I get acid reflux in the middle of the night, which wakes me up, is causing scar tissue in my esophagus. Your esophagus is not meant to have stomach acid in it. My grandmother died of esophageal cancer. Now, I don't know if that's what I'm going to end up with. I'm, honestly, I think I'm probably going to have a heart attack in three days out, like my dad and my father before him. But it doesn't... Void the fact that why are we not talking about an actual cure versus you pumping pills down my throat for the rest of my freaking life? And here's the thing. So I started taking his stupid little pills and I started getting these feelings of electrical electricity flowing through my body. It's the only way I could describe it. It's like grabbing onto a live wire. And, and so I started reading up on some of the... Um, side effects of this drug. And one of the side effects was joint pain. Well, I don't know if I'd call it joint pain, but it was definitely pain. It wasn't just isolated to my joints though. So I tell the doctor, he's like, oh, all right, well, you know, uh, we'll put you on something else. I'm like, why not just do it? Well, I don't, the surgery's probably only got a 50% success rate. And I'm like, so what's the harm if we do it and we, and, and it doesn't work? You've cut out something in my body that isn't supposed to fucking be there. What's the problem? So I end up not taking his drugs and I end up taking um, a lot of Tums. And I mean, I was popping Tums like you're eating candy in a movie theater. Two to five a day. They worked. They taste great. But they have a lot of calcium in them. And at the age of, let me see, that was... Was that last year or the year before? Had to have been the year before because I had shoulder surgery last year. So that would have been the age of 51. 
I get my first kidney stone. Boy, is that a treat. Whoo. Oh, I don't wish that upon even my worst enemies. So I go in, you know, and of course, you know, I'm overweight and they're all oh, your diet, your diet, your diet, your diet, whatever. Kiss my ass. I'm going to die of something. I eat bacon and red meat on the regular. I don't care. And so they get the stone out. They send it down to a lab. I pay, I don't know how many hundreds of dollars to have it, you know, diagnose what it is. Oh, 100% calcium. <laughs> I could have told you that. The only diet I'm changing is I'm no longer going to be taking Tums. So now I take Prilosec occasionally and hope for the best. So, you know, it, it comes down to the fact that we have to fix what's wrong. We can't just keep putting band-aids on things. And that seems to be our world today. Just put a band-aid on it. Push it down the road. Anyhow, I just wanted to vent on that because no matter how, right now in the state of Michigan, I've seen two things. One poll says Heil Whitmer is up by, I don't know, 20 points or some bullshit. And then another poll from a conservative source says that it's a four-point you know, race, which is within the margin of error. And I'm just like, first off, anybody who votes for Whitmer is okay with premeditated murder by your government official, period. Because anybody with a brain, you absolutely have to have no brain to be okay with sticking sick people into a retirement home and not expecting death to occur. Sorry to me, that unless you can open up her skull and say, nope, there ain't no brain up there, sorry, she is guilty of premeditated murder. No other way about it in my mind. And that's another one who needs to be held accountable for that the second she is replaced. So get out there, vote. Vote, 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 vote. Run for office if you have to. I don't want to be running for school board, but I've got to. It's either that or let the system pick who's going to run our school board. We see how that's been working out. And watch this series. It's a free app. You can download it on your phone, your, your iPad, whatever. It's free. The Chosen. I don't know how many episodes there are. I guarantee you will love the characters. Jesus' humor is absolutely awesome. I absolutely love it. I just finished the last episode last night. I'm probably going to start rewatching it again tonight. I want to know the lines in that show like I know the lines in the in the series Deadwood, which was three seasons. <coughs> so on that note, pray for peace, prosperity, and freedom for the whole world. God bless. Have a good day.